Blog Talk Radio.
I also invite you to utilize my blog talk radio platform. Um, I'm opening the chat room also in the blog talk radio platform. Um, we do have some callers and participants that do use my blog talk radio platform. Uh, and again, type your questions, comments, and requests in all capitalists. I'll be more than happy to open your mic, acknowledge you, respond to your questions appropriately here on the air. My call-in and listening number is area code 845-277-845-277-9143. Toll-free number, area code 845-277-9143. When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I'm going to call out your area code three times, three times, in order to give both of us time to get our background noise together and, and get our thoughts together. And then by the time I say your area code for the third time, 813, your mic will be open. 813, that's the second time that I've said your area code. So you know I'm coming to you. Um, give me a second to lay a foundation. Because in all things, we can't begin or end without our ancestors, without acknowledging those mighty shoulders on which we now stand on, on which we now have our very being and our very essence, both physically and spiritually. For those of you who don't quite understand ancestral acknowledgement, you wouldn't biologically be here and be who you are and, and have the attributes that you possess without the the gifts, the blood, sweat, and tears, the intervention of your ancestors. We also acknowledge that great that great ancestor who then was evolved to an Orisha. And we give acknowledgement, Kavio Sile. We give acknowledgement. We humble ourselves before the power of thunder and lightning. We humble ourselves to the power of the wind. No man or woman can control the wind. No man or woman can control the weather. We can prepare for the weather. We can protect ourselves for the weather. We can surrender and accept the weather, but it is, and we wait it out. But no one can control the power and the forces of lightning and thunder and wind. And so we embrace the forces of, of dramatic change. We embrace the forces that come through sometimes. And, and blow away the old concepts in order to allow the new to flourish and to develop. We give thanks to the power of the, of the creators that have us on time out right now, that are asking us to be still right now, that are asking us to spend more time at home or, or spend more time with your family, spend more time with your loved ones, or, or get better acquainted with, with your roommate during this time. But more importantly, get better acquainted with yourself. These powerful forces in which we operate on the ritual calendar for today are all about the self and what's going on with the self and how we're manifesting self. So take this time to be deep, to be spiritual, to be erudite, to study, to research, to advance first in here, in here, because all that we invest in here 
shows up out here and plants seeds out here that must return to us, unvoid, return to us, manifest. 813, I am now opening your mic. Who's calling and where are you calling from, beloved? Hi, my name is Shaq. Um, well, my name is Shaquana, but everybody calls me Shaq, and I'm calling from Florida. Greetings, Thank beloved. You. Thank you so much for being with us and being an active uh, co-host and participant on the show. What is your question or comment for me today? Uh, my question is, about two years ago, I had started getting a little bit more spiritual and meditating and things like that because I was seeing um, sequence numbers, and once I had Google, it said to meditate. But once I started meditating, um, strange things started happening. Like um, I was, like, awake, and it was kind of like I, I was asleep but awake at the same time, and I was, like, traveling to different, like, portals. Another time I felt like I was looking at myself in the bed, and I was awake, but out of it was just weird, like out of my body, so it kind of freaked me out a little bit. So I stopped mm-hmm. meditating and kind of just shut it all down, and I'm just curious as to what it meant and what path I should go on, I guess. Um, my first immediate answer is your third eye is wide open. You may not be conscious of it. You may not be actively pursuing such. Uh, though that's a bit of a misnomer because in in your uh, you suggested that you had been looking for spirit, that you had been inviting. And when we invite spirit, ancestors, and maybe you don't have a particular thing in mind, you, you just want to be more deep. You just want to be more connected to the spirit realm. Depending on where you are organically, where you are naturally, your third eye may very well be wide open. And you're describing someone whose third eye is wide open. Also, the actions, the activity of meditation is really like exercise for the mind, for the conscious, for the spirit body. So, so for my regular listeners, I don't know how long you've been listening, they hear me say all the time, meditate, keep a journal, write that stuff down because you're seeing stuff. Now, I listen to you carefully. That was no illusion. What I heard from you was real. What I heard from you was organic and so real and organic that it frightened you and caused mm-hmm. you to step back, you know, from the experience. But I want to uh, um, invite you to, to the understanding that it, it's safe. Your mind, your consciousness, the spirit realm that you access through that gateway of your mind and your imagination is safe. That's why God, the divine creator, the goddess, gave us imagination. It's a spiritual tool. And I often say that it is a very thin veil. It is the doorway. The most immediate doorway into the spirit realm is your imagination. So people who are able to hear something, see something, read something, experience something, and then have your third eye open up like that, you have a gift that really has to be harnessed. You, you know, the idea that you, you know, got scared and kind of stopped doing it, you can't run from that, beloved. You can't run from it. The scariest um, thing, give me a second, give me a second. The scariest thing that I'm going to say to you right now in, in the course of responding to your question 
is what I just said. You can't you can't block it. It, it will then reemerge in other ways in your life. And, and if you're still not tapping into it, your ancestors will create disruption in your life mm-hmm. in order to get your attention. Go ahead, beloved. What's your question? Or comment? Um, no, I I was just um, agreeing with you because I, I do think I have a gift, I, but I don't know exactly. I've been told, like, um, empath before, I've been a light worker before, um, but I basically a co-worker of mine is named Tamara. Um, I was talking to her, and she's the one that told me about your station, and she was like, you should call in and, you know, just tell somebody what you're going through. So I wanted to shout out to her for bringing me today because this is my first time. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Shout out to her. I appreciate people who promote the show, who talk about the show, who find the show relevant. Uh, and apparently she found it relevant and, and so relevant that she thought it would help you. But you yeah, are absolutely interesting um, um, symptoms of someone who, who has active gifts that you are either not paying attention to, not consciously developing, not trying to work on and your ancestors and, and, and God, the most high, however you view the most high, is it, fueling that activity. I implore you to go back to meditation, but to to study a little bit more about meditation. Um, I really okay. have a thing for transcendental meditation. Transcendental meditation. Um, and, and there are a whole lot of people out there trying to sell you courses and workshops. Ignore all of that. Just Google and find just the book. It's a very simple book. I think it's like 30 or 40 pages long, written from this guru in India back in the 70s. That's when Transcendental Meditation was first publicized and, and, and made uh, gro- globally uh, aware. Um, and study transcendental meditation. Now, now I can briefly explain to you what it is. It's going to teach you That'd circular awesome. breathing. It's going to teach you circular breathing. You know, most meditation books are going to say, pay attention to your breathing. So for the people who are listening to me talk to you, circular breathing is slowing down your breathing, extending your breathing, to a point that it's cyclical. You're almost breathing in and breathing out in an even, balanced, circular pattern. And they also suggest that you focus on your breathing because we don't want to hyperventilate. So don't hyperventilate. You're just calming yourself down, relaxing your body, and your breathing naturally will lengthen. For lack of better words, your breathing cycles will lengthen. How long you inhale will lengthen, and how long you exhale will lengthen, and that develops what we call this circular, uh, circular breathing. It will also talk about what you focus in on when you're in meditation. People often don't know, what do I think about? What do I do? What am I supposed to see? You know, at first, you might not see anything. At first, you might be bombarded with your mundane thoughts, your bills, your schedule, what you may have forgot to do, um, you know, and, and, and what I want you to do is stop because this is a physical, symbolic, spiritual way of acknowledging 
the importance of the things that are coming up in your mind. So you, you stop, continue your breathing, jot that down, make a note about that bill, make a note about, oh, I forgot to do so-and-so, and then go back to breathing, close your eyes again, and then go back into your space level. Now, the next level is once you get to a place where you're not being bombarded necessarily with all the random stuff, now you just want to be still. Now you just want to experience being in the moment. Now you just want to experience your body and, and, and what's in the room, what, what's around you. Because even with your eyes closed, you feel that you have a connection to that. And, and, and that takes you to the next thing that I teach uh, my students about meditation. And that's visual meditation, guided or visual meditation. Now, guided is often when I'm talking and I'm telling you how to breathe. And I'm telling you what to see. There's a light above your third eye. You know, I, I, I speak you through the meditation. But visual meditation is sort of when you do that on your own, but you predetermine the type of meditation you're going to do. So you might do a meditation where you rise up spiritually and you see your body. You describe that. That's why I'm saying this. And you see your body and you examine the room around you. And sometimes you might need to open your eyes and, and get clear about your orientation, what's around you. And then close your eyes again, breathe and go back in and then rise up and, and view the room. And then you might rise up and view the house. And then you might rise up further and view your block. And then you might rise up further and see your neighborhood. Again, use your imagination. If, if, if your third eye ain't there yet, use your imagination. That's why I say open your eyes, visualize, copy everything that's in the room, and then close your eyes again. You do that a few times, enough times, over the course of days, it'll become second nature. It'll become natural to you. And then you can float. Um, I, you know, I teach meditations where you go into space. I, I teach meditations where you shrink yourself down. And you can go inside your body and examine your body, you know, for, for health and, and wellness issues. Uh, I did that in 1986. Diagnosed myself even before the, the medical professionals kids diagnosed it on, on a test. You know, it was two years later before they saw what I saw in a meditation. So you are, you know, I know you're new, so I'm saying some things that my regular listeners have heard me say many times before. Um, Einstein uh, created the theory of relativity. And within that is the understanding or the inner standing that in order for us to be human, to have and experience the reality in which we do, we must exist in at least 11 dimensional spaces at once. Time uh, inhabits just one of those spaces. Length, width, width, height, you know, are, are, are individual dimensional spaces. Even when we think into the past, and have memories about 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Part of our consciousness is going into, the, into that past dimensional space. When we think of the future, when we envision the future, part of your consciousness is, is exhibiting and living 
in the future. That's why sometimes therapists say, live in the now. Yala Van Zandt says, mm-hmm. live in the moment. Because you can live in the past or the future, and, and it's real, but it's also an illusion. It's also an illusion. Because you can change the past and the future with how you think. Some of us only remember the negative from, from our past. And it, it takes great effort for us to go in and remember the good. I had to do that. As someone who's grown up under abuse, any kind of child abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, you know, parental abuse, um, you have dark spots in, in your aura. You have dark spots in your history. You have dark spots in your consciousness. And you can't always see the doctor, the therapist, the psychiatrist, the psychologist, the pastor, the preacher, the imam. You work that out with your crystal in your in your meditation, in your meditation. And so you, I had to go back and consciously try and remember what was good in my childhood. Because all I can remember was the negative. All I can remember was the abuse, the violence. That, that stands out in, in your consciousness. So there are all kinds of meditations that you can do in which you may feel more in control of the visions that you're getting and, and what really it's God and spirit is, is showing you. Um, so ask more questions going into your meditation or be more clear in your head about what you want to see, what you want to experience, what you're attempting to do for today. Now, sometimes you ain't trying to necessarily hear from spirit. It's just exercise. So you might just imagine you, you know, you're on the beach and you're hearing the waves. And you can feel the sand and you can feel the heat, you know, that the sun has, has, you know, placed in the sand and you can feel it radiating. You know, you got to get that detail in what you feel and what you see while you're in the meditative state and then take note and then take note. Sometimes what you see, what you hear won't make any sense in the moment. That's why we experience deja vu. Deja vu is another example of us crossing over into those inter intra-dimensional spaces that um, Einstein talks about. Caller, I'm going to come right back to you. Just give me a moment, beloved. I'm going to check another line. I'm going to check uh, 323 next. I think that's uh, Keona, actually. Um, 323, so I'm coming to you. Yes, beloved. Greetings and salutations. How art thou? I... I am having another amazing day. How are you? All is a blessing. Can you see my face? <laughs> All is a blessing. I just had to read because yeah. I was um I was bidding on something, and so um I thought it was still buffering until I'm, I'm refreshing now. I'm waiting for the commercial to stop playing. Yeah, those commercials are irritating. But but but, but what else is they, going on with? Listen, I am out of Spookville because every. For a long time, I wanted to spiritualize everything, right? I wanted to say, you know, somebody put a, a black magic on me. I wanted to say that somebody did this or somebody did this or the ancestors blocked this or the devil did this. And I just had a moment just um, talking to somebody right before the show that it wasn't any of that. It was how I showed up. It was how I presented myself. And so I'm just going to make a cognizant effort to be mindful as to how I show up 
So therefore, I can't blame Jen. I can't blame outside influences. And so this show in your servitude, because you don't have to do this, you could easily, you could easily close up shop and get paid. I really want to yeah. thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you. I get really want to thank you. Some people don't get that. Um, I, I could be the fortune teller. I could be the psychic reader, and just wait on readings all day. I, I really don't have to do this. And it's often questioned, um, even by my mother. You know, you're not eating. You're not getting proper rest. You know, you're sitting in that chair too many hours out of the day. You know, what are you doing? Now, I don't think she necessarily feels that way as much now. Um, I brought more balance to my life and the show. Um, I am eating better. I am resting more. Um, I am taking care of me at the same time that I administer this information. Um, but I'm grateful for you, Keona. Um, what I heard you say, you didn't say it, but what I heard you say was, I'm listening to you. I'm digesting what you're saying. You're not wasting your time doing this mm-hmm. show. Um, almost every day, you come back the next day with some revelation, some manifestation of how what we talk about has shown up in your life, um, either as a life lesson or, or a confirmation. Uh, and so I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, often on the spirit journey, I, I have to share, you know, that we're on a spirit journey um, and we have to be the kings, queens, gods, goddesses of our own spirit journey. So there comes a point where we can't blame, we can't keep looking outside ourselves. Uh, we can't keep viewing ourselves as the victim um, as we grow spiritually. And so you get to a place where you are God, you are goddess, and you and then you take responsibility for all of your experiences, good or bad, negative or positive, you know, even out there, even out in the in the world, if you will. Um you get to a point where you mature spiritually, and then you have to take responsibility for your experience and for how you're viewing your experience. And, and as Keona say, for how you're showing up, what you're bringing to the table. And I understand that people seek, I don't know what's going on with the buffering, y'all. My phone looks fine, but my desktop is just Buffering, buffering, buffering. Um, so I don't know if y'all are seeing It's not buffering on our end. It's clear. Oh, okay. You're clear. Okay, good, good. Because it's crazy on my end. Um, yes, there comes a point where you have to take responsibility for your journey. You have to. And it doesn't mean blame. It doesn't mean guilt. It doesn't mean, okay, I now have to figure out how, you know, the abuse that I endured, how I, how I furthered that. That's not what I'm saying. But we all contractually agree to life before we get here. This is a universal law. We we all contractually agree to come here, to be here, time in history, because we have something to give, something to offer, something to do. And And I understand we don't always remember that. It's not always clear to us. You know, the, the, the trauma of, of passing through the birth canal and, and having all those memories stripped from you and, and having to re 
define yourself, it's not easy for anyone, for anyone. Um, and, and the illusion that some people sort of glide into their path more so than others is just that. It's an illusion. You, you never know what journey anyone took to get from point A to B. You all know just snippets of my trauma, just snippets of my past, just snippets of the... Uh, Iana Van Zandt has shared her story. She talked about being abused, beaten down, you know, by men, you know, being taken advantage of. You know, so you have to go through something to get to something. It's just a part of the equation. Um, I find people who study psychology, study drug and alcohol abuse, study uh, family uh, issues, family trauma, you know, at the university level, at, at the training level, but have zero of that in their life, very hard for me to connect to. It's very hard for them to understand. Uh, and then there's that other element that, you know, in this politically correct society that we live in today, that we're not supposed to talk about in this post-racial reality, and that is white supremacy and racism. You know, we're not supposed to even say that today. Oh, there's no racism. You're being racist by even bringing up racism. But it is everywhere. It is everywhere. It's on TV. It's in the advertisements. It's in the packaging. It's in how stuff is promoted at us, sold to us. It's how the news is presented to us. And that furthers that energy of lack of trust that many of you have. You don't trust nothing. You don't trust nobody. And and listen, I've been there. I was I was a teenager, but but I've been there. And it was in that moment, it was in that crossroads that I said, God, if I'm supposed to get it, you're gonna have to bring it to me. If it's supposed to make it to me, you're gonna have to say it. You're gonna have to put it in my face. I can't trust these books, I can't trust these ministers. I can't trust these teachers, these people. You have got to make this clear to me. In a way that a, a, a Labor Day Virgo with a show me state mama <laughs> and, and a con man father can understand. Because I can see beyond, beyond the veil. It, it's got to be clear. And, and the God's response to that. God responds to that. And so, you know, having your third eye open up and seeing things, you know, in your vocation or, or in your life or on your spirit journey, that's what y'all are asking for. That's what y'all are asking for, you know, and, and all my, you know, overnight tarot experts, that's what y'all are asking for. You're asking for that. You're stepping into ministry, but you're also spirit realm the spirit realm, in which we all interact with, intersect with every day. No matter who you are, if you're human, you're intersecting and interacting in the spirit realm every day, whether you're doing it blindly or not, whether you're doing it consciously or not. It's a part of our human reality. It's a part of the makeup. Keon, the beloved, I'm not seeing any activity in the after you said call in please to Erico eight four five. It's in a whole new uh chat now. Okay, so I'm on the wrong page. Yes, it's a whole new a whole new chat. The first person 
on this chat is from Rebecca Rebecca Layton. It says greetings. Oh, beloved Rebecca, thank you so much. Greetings, beloved. Thank you for coming by. Give me a second to get my... Oh, okay, I see it. I'm still trying to look at the old show where the buffering problem was. That's where I was so at, I, and I had to do... Yeah. I had to get in tune. But I want to ask you something. I was going to type it, but you taught me uh, years ago, and um, but I wanted to talk about it today because it's been on my mind because it's, it's relating to what I'm experiencing. Um, okay. You well, said something about... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say that, I just want everybody to know to give me a second to delete that show. I'm going to delete. Go ahead, Kim. Okay. So you were saying something like years ago that the spiritualist is supposed to be at a distance. How a lot of times we come to spiritualists for work, but we get too clingy and we expect the spiritualist to hold our hand and and be our bed maiden. You know, this is a paraphrase what you're saying, not to put words in your mouth, but just to paraphrase it. And um, I wanted to ask you about that because it's been on my mind because you were saying like the spiritualist is supposed to stand at like the like the um, like the gateway or from afar, you know, and not supposed um, to just where you could just. Yeah, I don't know if I said afar or at a distance, because um, now hearing it, hearing you say it, it sounds really strong. But I guess what I'm saying is, even if you think about your doctor, your gynecologist, your dentist, uh, uh, your professional, you expect them to be expect them to operate in the realm of their expertise. You don't expect your gynecologist to call you on Friday night and and ask you, you know, are you using condoms? Um, you know, you don't expect your gynecologist to check in on, you know, Sunday morning and ask you what you did the night before. So, and I used Miss um, Cleo as an example. Um, one of the things that got Miss Cleo in trouble with the law and with the feds and with the IRS um, was the notion that they were calling people and robocalling people and talking to family members and roommates or whoever answered the phone and getting detailed information um, about the client that she could then bring that back to you, you know, in, in the course of the reading. So even in a normal reading, anybody who's ever had a reading with me, I shut you down at the top of the reading if you're telling me too much. Oh, no, I didn't ask you for details. I asked you a specific question. I, I come off a little aggressive, you know, but that's my personality to be a little uh, aggressive. I'm not being aggressive. I'm being distinct. I'm being specific, uh, particularly when I'm doing a reading. I'm often in trance. So respond to exactly what is being asked. Don't give me all that extra detail. And often I had the opportunity to explain why. Beloved, I don't want you telling me all that detail because I don't want you to say, well, I did spend 15, 20 minutes telling him my story, and then he responded to that. No. No. And anybody in this room who's ever had a reading for me knows exactly that I'm telling the truth. No, I don't want to hear all that. I want you to hear me first for 30 minutes, 38 minutes, 40 minutes, and hear what Spirit is saying through me. Before you respond, I want you to hear what spirit has to say first. 
So, no, I don't allow a whole lot of conversation and detail and, and chit-chat, and, and it does make it a little complex. I would like to build friendships, partnerships, um, you know, outside of work relationships with other readers, with other spiritualists. But then sometimes it's, you know, you get in their kiln and you find out that they're not really trained <laughs> or you find out that they're not really initiated. And now they want my information or they want to come become parasitic and, and, and vampiric. But then just the client, um, I have a client in particular, and I'm not going to identify her in any way. Her emails just be crazy. They just be crazy. They're never under a thousand words. Um, they're all over the place. Um, she's always under attack. She's always being violated. Um, even if it's the doctor, because I might say, well, you know, make sure you check and there's nothing going on, you know, in any particular part of your body before you assume that it's an attack. So she'll come back to me and say, well, you know, I did make sure I did that medical part. But then days later, you know, the doctor violated her. The nurse violated her. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing for a teacher, a minister, an administer, administrator, a doctor um, to do their expertise and then not cross over into your friend. And, and it's easy to do. In, consult, in consulting, it's easy to do um, because you want to tell your story. You want to share your pain. But I also don't want the client to get so focused on the problem that, that, that that's the only focus of the problem. And, 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 and I, as in my experience and with my expertise, I can see it. I can hear it. I can hear when a client is enjoying telling the story more so than finding a solution. Y'all got girlfriends, boyfriends, partners. They just like talking about the problem. They just like discussing, you know, what the what they man did, what what they woman, you know, is doing. Interject. I, I always suggest skills, tools that you can use to, to detect this this type of gem. Interject the solution. Interject alternatives. And see how they respond to that. Are they open to, to a solution or do they just want to discuss the problem? So for readers, that can be problematic. Especially for you new readers, you wannabe readers, you know, you just I just bought a dick cards in the last year, readers. Um, you're asking for a lot. You're asking for a lot. And so you open yourselves up to parasitic spirits. Uh, vampiric spirit, gin, demons that want all of your time, all of your energy, and only want to discuss the problem, only want to discuss what's not working, only want to discuss what's wrong. And I always, again, say test the spirit, test the spirit, interject, and see how long they continue the conversation. Interject love. And see how long they continue the conversation. Interject a solution. People come to me, Kiona, and it's urgent. It's always so urgent. Um, I need you right now, this minute, this hour. 
Um, and then I, you know, set my protocol, you know. I finally get into to the consultation. We get past the divination. And then I get to the fix, the repair. End of the conversation. Because people can be uh, uh, addicted, uh, codependent uh, to this this type of energy, and and particularly readers and spirituals, particularly, um, particularly those of you who you know think giving away your service is is the way to do this. Um, that don't matter. If I can come to you every day, all day, for free, and and hear you talk, or or have you hear me talk. Um, you develop a codependent relationship. There, there's always going to be something if I'm able to look at it that's going to be off balance, off kilter within the dynamics of that relationship. And how much time, energy, effort are you putting into things? I and find voodoo a lot, um, and and I don't necessarily go into the distinct details of, of the practice. But with every divination, there are chants, prayers, mantras that we have to do. Every divination. There's cleaning, there's elbow, there's, there's personal service that we have to do every time we do a reading. Because readings release energy, release gin, release spirit. We're inviting people to call us and, and vomit their gin into our space. So if you aren't mature in the spirit, if you aren't prepared in the spirit, if you aren't educated and trained in the spirit, you're, you're opening yourself up to a, to a problem. For those who still just can't envision what I'm saying, just think of the most, you know, messiest church you know. Think of that mega church. Think of that, you know, that, that uh, what do you call it, prosperity ministry church that, that you're familiar with. And then think about the level of gossip and drama and backbiting and nonsense that that you're familiar with. <laughs> that gives you some idea as to what I'm talking about. Greetings, Imani Sankofa, uh, Iba Orisha, Mojuba Orisha, Hoodoo Occultism. Thank you so much for always being a regular participant. Thank you, Kiona, for being present. Thank you, Mom for giving birth to me, for loving me, for being present for me, for showing up and supporting my show with me. I appreciate you, Gary Von Phil Savage. That's my mother. Show all due respect to my mother. <laughs> thank you so much, Justice, uh, for being present. April Anthony, thank you. Neophyte Bocor, thank you for your regular participation and attendance. Now, please give all due respect to Kiona, our moderator. Uh, Rebecca Latham, thank you so much, beloved. Keisha Smith, uh, Helen Austin Davis. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm blushing. It's so many people who are here. Uh, Helen Austin Davis, I didn't get into a specific topic. Um, I, I talked about the spirits that, that control the day. Shango and Cabiocile and Oya, if you're not familiar. Um, so we, we kind of started talking about slut change and transformation. Thank you, Hattiesburg, but I can't talk to you right now. 
My apologies for the buffering, um, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Thank you so much for calling. Hattiesburg, Mississippi, but I can't answer your call right now because I'm in the middle of the broadcast. <laughs> um, but yes, um, Helen Austin Davis, um, I didn't have a specific topic formulated, but we were kind of in the, in the spirit of um, sudden change and transformation um, and how that happens and how that shows up. Uh, and how many of us right now uh, in the course of this this uh, uh, weather calamity are looking at new ways to particularly spiritual development. Um, I'm finding that more people are seeking spirit right now than ever before. Uh, people want prayer. People want ritual work done. People want divination work done. People want consultations. People want to talk. Um, and they're not just, you know, complaining or, or concerned or worried about calamity itself, but about life and how life changes for them and around them. Um, so that's uh, uh, what we were uh, talking about, Helen, Helen Austin Davis. Thank you so much. Um, Nikki Walker, I, I don't think I greeted you. Thank you. Brace, guys. Welcome. Welcome all my users and participants. I'm truly honored and, and, and appreciative of your being here, your being present in the middle of your day. You also could be doing anything else right now. You could be napping. You could be working on, you know, a project around your house. But I am grateful uh, that you take the time to be here with me at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time here on Block Talk Radio and uh, live simultaneously at that time. Uh, let me check my phone lines at area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. Of course, area code 813, your mic is still open. Uh, Keona, your mic is still open. All you have to do when you, when you want to speak or ask a question or comment is unmute yourself and come right back in. I appreciate you muting your background noise um, when you're not talking. I, I appreciate that. And everyone else who's on the phone lines, all you have to do is press the number one. That virtually raises your hand for me, and I will then open your mic and entertain your question, comment, or request. And, beloved, um, Helen Austin Davis, I invite you as well to call in uh, if you have a se separate device, if you're not already on your mobile. Uh, I invite you to call in uh, with your questions, comments, requests. Um, I invite you to bring your own topic. I invite you to bring your own subject matter. This sacred space uh, that we might share it and talk about it uh, and discuss it. Uh, we're talking about testing the spirit. People are experiencing dreams and visions, uh, which are biblical, by the way, um, and various other spiritual experiences that they want to make sense of, that they want to uh, clarify. Um, so we were discussing discussing that as well. Hola, Arisha. Como esta? Um, thank you so much for always showing up and, and being present. Uh, Lovelace, beloved, I can't pronounce your first name. I'm a trito. Naia Lodge. Is it Naia Lodge? I'm Lovelace. <laughs> Help me out, beloved, on that. Thank you so much for being a first-time uh, participant and listener. Divine Self-Healing, thank you 
uh, Star 23. Thank you so much for call uh, for calling in or chatting in from from Texas. I'm grateful for you, and as always, we want to share in in all levels of blessing and peace and love and prosperity in this sacred space. But we also share real practical information, spiritual information which transcends your religion, which transcends your belief. Yes, beloved, come on in. Sorry. Um, I was curious, you know how a lot of times they say, oh, your ancestors or your spirits are looking over you. Is there any way to figure out which ancestor it is or to, like, get to know them or anything? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, beloved. <laughs> Do you see my <clears throat> face? Yeah, you, you're talking about my ancestor work in divination. You're talking about my ancestor work in divination. Now, um, you don't require initiation to work with your ancestors. They're in your blood. You know, many of you already got a table. Many of you already got your obituary set up. Many of you already got pictures of those who've gone on, you know, on a particular particular table. Uh, let me answer my door, uh, Block Talk Radio. Um, YouTube, YouTube Live, you're coming with me. Just a minute. Please forgive me, Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I get a package, um, it's a process that gets attached. So I got to spray everything down with
One has to live, and one now has to do it in a way that one survives it and doesn't die from it. So I'm switching my hands. I'm really giving my silver hell because, you know, silver can't handle all this bleach. But it will eventually evaporate out of silver. I could also use a silver cloth and, and clean the silver. I could also put it in ammonia, but, you know, ammonia and bleach create, you know, a really weird interaction. So I usually just let it oxidize and let it evaporate over time. You know, shower in it, bathe in it, and, and keep putting soap on it, and my silver will, will shine again. The effects of the bleach will disappear, will uh, will wear off. Uh, thank you, Keisha Smith. Yeah, I don't, honey, I don't play. <laughs> I don't play with the mailman, with the FedEx man, with the UPS, with my friends. Uh, as you just noticed, uh, he knows you. Don't come any closer than that sidewalk. Don't step up on these steps. He, he knows how to, how to do this. Um, thank you, beloved. Thank you, uh, Ariel. Darila, greetings, beloved. Greetings, patient Hogan. Thank you so much for being present with us today on Revolutionary Hoodoo New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes. For my new listeners, um, we just had a momentary interruption. I had to go to the door and answer my uh, Jet.com. I get a lot of my food from Jet, J-E-T, dot com, like canned goods, large quantities of things, uh, double packages of large quantities of things. I also play uh, Walmart.com, Whole Foods, uh, Amazon.com, like a video game. And I keep them in tab, I refresh until those appointments are available, um, and then I, I get my appointment, I order my food, you know, particularly with Walmart, you typically have until a certain hour add to your order or, or adjust your order, um, so I get an appointment, even if I'm not clear on what I want, because right now, the appointments are running two, three, four days away, so I got an appointment yesterday for Walmart for Sunday. Well, Sunday morning, they're going to deliver from Walmart from whatever I put in my in my shopping cart between now, you know, and Sunday. Uh, I had a Walmart come yesterday, if you know. I had put that in last Sunday. So for those of you who are finding it difficult to get an appointment, um, I did complain to Walmart. I have seen an adjustment. So it used to be just two days, and then you'd go to the site, and both of those days would be booked. Now it's three days, four days, five days ahead. You just have to go ahead and book ahead, hold on to your coin, um, and, and fill your shopping cart up, you know, uh, up until that four hours before, or whatever that time window is before we're allowed to, to change, stop changing our, um, our uh, order. And you'll get your food. No one should have to go to the store right now. I'm not trying to hear that. I just talked to a few of my friends this morning. No one should be going out. Um, pick up justice. You know, pick up might be okay. You know, don't, you know, don't touch them. Don't interact with them a whole lot. You know, let them put the food in your trunk and while you stay in your car. 
you know, and then when you get home, you know, if you have gloves, put your gloves on. If you don't, take your packages out without touching anything and carry them into your kitchen floor and then bleach your hands and then bleach each item as you pull them out of the bag. Hey, Rob Stone, thank you so much for being a regular listener and participant. I'm grateful for you. Um, Neophyte Bokur, I think I acknowledge you um, already. Anyone who I might have missed, um, please forgive me. Thank you so much for, for being a part of the show. Yeah, Justice, I don't own a car. I've never owned a car. Um, I can't afford a car. I would love to have a car right now. Uh, I'd be able to go and see my mother uh, a little bit more regularly. Uh, my mother lives a few hours away from me. But um, so I don't do pickups. Um, I have a few friends that, that are doing pickups, um, but I'm primarily encouraging um, and supporting delivery. <laughs> Even with pickup, um, it might be opportunities for you to be breezed on or to go and, and grab for you and bring it back, then I would I would get delivery. Uh, thank you so much on this day that we acknowledge sudden change and transformation. Things that come out of the blue, things that come without any warning, things that force us in the moment to adjust our thinking, to adjust our patterns, to adjust our routine, to adjust how we do things. And if you have not gotten a clue yet, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new world. Things will never be the same again. Things will never be the same again. Even if they find a solution, even if they find a, even if they re- find repair, our world has changed now forever, forever, for any kind of vaccination, at least here. So society, you know, the new reality is 2021. I, I tweeted that yesterday. The new reality is 2021. Won't be no festivals, won't be no essence fest, won't be no jazz fest. All the fall events have already been canceled. So so the idea that it's gonna happen in October, no no, it's not. No, it's not. For my locals, no, it's not. You haven't been paying attention to the news. You haven't been paying attention to Cantrell and and the uh uh and the governor. Won't be no fall events, won't be no winter events. And I predicted yesterday it may not be no Mardi Gras 2021. May not be no Mardi Gras 2021. It takes us all year to plan for Mardi Gras. Normally, it takes all year to plan for every year's carnival season. So how do you now plan for carnival season when nobody can move? Very few few people can do anything. Of course, you know, my fellow masking Indians and Maroons, you know, and, and, and Carnival crews and, and the Zulus, you know, you could sew your suits, get your costumes together, get, get the look together, but, you know, you can order stuff from offline. But how now do we organize correctly and properly Carnival 2021, which falls in February, by the way, I believe it's early with stay at home with the lockdown. You know, it's not it's not going to happen, it, or it's going to be very different, very different uh, in how it manifests. Uh, I can see Indians, you know, 
suiting up at home or front of a house, you know, and, and photographing it or video, you know, taping it and then posting that. Um, but I don't see us coming together in, in, in groups and crowds and, and I just don't see it, not in February. And some of you are saying, oh, you know, but you're looking too far ahead. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I'm paying attention to the government, to the politicians, to what's happening in other countries. We're, we're, we're on hold for a minute. Tamara Bragg, uh, beloved. Um, I'm, not, I'm not shutting down initiation. There's no reason to. A great deal of what is involved in initiations, and particularly with me and in my house, is study and instruction. So that doesn't stop. The ability to, to transmit books and documents and video and music, you know, through virtual resources, through email, through uh, WhatsApp, through YouTube Live, through, through Skype, um, this is the time. Uh, this is the season for those technologies uh, and for those skills. So, so initiations are, have not stopped. In fact, um, I've taken on maybe five new people. So initiations uh, have not stopped. In fact, uh, Tamara, people are taking initiations even more seriously right now because they do have the time to read, to study, uh, to do what a beloved um, – uh, at, at the door was just talking about to shut, set up their shrines, to clean their new places, to get their, uh, you know, the, the house in order, in order to bring in spirits, to bring in Orisha, to bring in Loa. So for me, initiations now are at this time, this season are better, better than ever. The only component that's uh, missing is. Uh, it's, it's coming together. Uh, annually, I do two ceremonies, typically. One in the first week of April, and then another that either runs the last week of October or the first week of November. Um, and that is in question now, uh, October, November. Is in, they're questioning the NFL football season. So, so October, November is in question. Uh, if I'm able to do so, then April 1st, or the first week of, of April next year, that ceremony would be powerful. <laughs> the house would be packed. Uh, Paul and everybody from out of town uh, uh, could absolutely be here if we're in a safe environment, if things have evolved, things have changed. But in terms of initiation, no, people can absolutely continue to study and, and practice and initiate with me right now. And many are finding this to be the, the opportune time to do so. They have time to study. They have time to read. They have time to pay attention. They have time to clean and, and set up shrines and altars. Um, so this is a great time to consider um, initiating, and particularly with me um, and with this house. Um, I don't know how it's happening in Cuba and, and Puerto Rico and, and places like that now where people really can't travel. Uh, I'm sure their local uh, ministries are still in motion. The local ELAs and, and houses might still be um, doing certain services. Um, I've said before, beloved, uh, on this show, nobody comes in the house. Uh, and you, I didn't let Osha know in, not because I was broadcaster, but normally <laughs> I wouldn't let him in um, during, during the virus. 
Um, and, I, and I'm grateful that he's walking around with a whole jug of bleach. You know, because some of y'all don't get it. You saw him on camera walking around with a whole jug of bleach, a whole gallon of bleach. Um, yeah, so he can wash his hands and wash anything that he might touch, you know, or might come in contact with. This is a real deal. This is some real voodoo here. If y'all haven't figured it out, this is some real voodoo here. Understand the dynamics of Omo Lu. Understand the dynamics of Baba Lu Oye, who can call and send infirmities, calamities, sickness, disease. Practitioners of Omolu in West Africa by some white book authors were accused of giving people smallpox, of scraping the skin and passing that smallpox on during initiation to Bible lawyer initiates. I don't know if that's true. I haven't found any backup for that in any African author's book, any African author's history. I've only found that in books written by people outside the community. But the idea, the notion that we who who have been gifted with the mysteries of Baba Luoye would be waddling in that is just crazy. Baba Luoye really is the antidote. The antidote. Baba Luoye is the fix, the repair, the medicine, the antidote to the calamity to the problem, to the dis-ease. And in synchronizing amalgamation, that Catholic, that Christian imagery that has been imprinted on Zulu and ATR practices, you see St. Lazarus, San Lazaro. You see Papa Lazaro. You see Christ on crutches. You see Christ abused, spears in his side representing sickness and disease. And even the magical book says, and my mama is probably here to witness, that Christ took on all disease. He took on all infirmities while he was on the cross, according to the story, according to the magical book. He he took in all infirmities at that time and gave us the gift of, of healing, gave us the gift of, of, of self-empowerment. So Babalu Oye is about the antidote. It's about the fix, the repair. Um, I would use protection as a loose word, Tamara Bragg, in this instance. Because as I said, Babalu Oye can sin and take on infirmity. He can give it to you, but he can also take it from you and then take it upon himself. So we prefer to say he's the antidote, the antidote. So, so if you do get crossed up, if you do fall into repair, if you do, I mean, disrepair, if you do, you know, run into the problem, he's the antidote. He's the fix. I've been suggesting and sharing, and my mama might say preaching loudly and long-windedly, not to get this at all. Don't get this at all. We, no one has to get this virus. Let's be clear. No one has to get this virus. I'm not getting it at all. 
I don't care to hear about antibodies and, you know, y'all do antibodies. You all who've already made contact and survived and, you know, we're grateful for your service. Give your blood and let them take your antibodies. <laughs> I'm not developing no antibodies because I'm not getting this virus. And so by the time I step out into the world, there'll be a solution to this. They they would have gotten a hold on this. But I'm telling y'all, it don't happen in 2020. It don't happen in 2020. Uh, let's see. Eight four five two seven seven nine one four three. That is my call in. Listen, now let me look at my phone line. Uh, no one new has their hand raised. Okay, Erico four o four just raised their hand. My computer's a little bit slow for some reason. Four o four. So give me a second. I'm still trying to open your line. Erico four four. Your mic is now open, beloved. Who's calling and where are you calling from? Erico 404. Is that a Georgia area code or is that a Wisconsin area code? Erico 404. Oh, that, okay. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, beloved. Greetings and salutations. Greetings and blessings. So I had a question. Um, yes. I had. In the beginning of my enlightenment, I realized that Christianity wasn't quite serving me in the way I needed to be served, and I wanted to connect with my ancestors. So I did a prayer petition to them, and about a week later, in my bedroom, I I was coming home from work. I bend over to change my shoes, and it's as though I got hit in the head. I hit my head on some kind of metal. Nothing's there but a chair my head is looking into the cosmos. I'm seeing stars and planets, okay, and I, it's a pull, and I have to actually pull my head back out of this realm, and as I stood up, I'm still trying to, like, gather my balance as if I had been hit in the head, and I, I just never, ever thought anything else about it. I you know, I've always thought about it afterward, but never really with any understanding as to what that may have been. But it was in the same area where I had made the petition to my ancestors. And I just that's wanted to know if you could shed some light on that. That's a powerful story. Um, now, just before I go into it, um, you did mention the chair. So, so you absolutely did not make contact with the chair. Or anything else? No, physically. I did not. No. You you had you had what I described as a download, and it often happens. Uh, it can happen naturally. Uh, it can happen through prayer, petition, meditation, begging God for intervention, begging the ancestors for uh, a response. Um, and sometimes, particularly with ancestors, um, I describe them as being a little aggressive. They typically kick in when we can't hear God, when we can't see God, um, because God, as my mother uh, teaches us, speaks in a soft, still voice. God speaks in a soft, still voice, requiring us to be quiet, to be still, to be contemplative, to be meditative, to be patient. And, and many of us 
can't do that or won't do that or don't have the means to. And so our ancestors, which exist in your blood, which have had a human incarnation that know good and bad and, and, and well times and sad times, they will bump you on the head. Your ancestors will knock you on the head. The ancestors will push you down. I often describe it as you're stepping out into the road. You don't see 18 wheeler coming, but your ancestors do. They're going to push you to the curb, and you're going to feel that curb. And you might not, you know, in the moment, you might, it might not feel good to you in the moment. It might seem like a challenge or a problem to you in the moment. But when you look up and realize that you were saved from that passing catastrophe, no one is never not grateful for the interaction or the intercession of ancestors and angels. Um, so you got what I call a download. Um, I encourage it consciously by people working with quartz crystals, minerals, stones, and focusing that energy uh, above the fourth chakra, above your heart center um, and into your head. And that will literally give you downloads. Um, I remember as a, as a young teenage, you know, runaway out in the world, begging God for an answer, begging God, begging God to get involved in my business, make, make sense and, and fix and repair things for me. Um, and I always had the experience of similar to what you just described, and it always reinforced me, me. And I don't mean selfish me. I mean, go within. Who are you? Go back to who you are. Where did you come from? Who were you before the abuse? Who are you before the indoctrination? Who were you before the colonization? Who are you? Who are you in the bosom of God? We all rest in the bosom of God. There's a part of us in, in Europe that's called Egby, your, your spirit double that has never left God, that still exists with God, but has the role of assisting you, helping you, moving you forward. And so what you got was a download. What you got was a, was a, a consciousness shift like lightning, like Shango, like Shango and Oya dancing, and that information was dropped in your head. And I find that to be very common with particularly um, – former Christian, and the more religious you were when you were in church, when you were following the Bible, the more likely you are to have a dramatic experience like what Beloved just described. Because there's a part of you that, you know, depending on where you are in your journey, doesn't let that voice go. You, you know, I can still quote scripture. I can still invoke energy on a time, if I wanted to, if I needed to, if I had to. So your trust level is, is challenged when you're now trying to explore something else. You probably pray just like me, you know, God, you got to show me. If, if I'm going to make sense of this, you've got to make it make sense because I can't trust these humans around me. So when I started praying that way and operating in that vein, I started getting downloads. I, I started seeing miracles, miraculous things started happening in my life. And people around you don't get it at first. My mom and them didn't get it at first. My sister and them didn't get it at first. 
Oh, he's just on another tangent. Oh, he's doing never. And now they appreciate the development. Now they appreciate the growth. Now they can point out character, personality, budget, things that have shifted in my world as a direct result of walking this path. So I say it all the time. ATR ain't for everybody. Voodoo ain't for everybody. Stick to your church. Stick to your Bible. Stick to your Quran. You know, if that's truly where you are. And a lot of people operating in whatever path uh, caller without any real true authentic dedication to it. We, we live in a day and time of dibbling and dabbling. You know, I can research anything on, on Google. I can pull up anything on, on Bing and look into it, look at it. But now people are, are, are equating that with training. They're equating that with initiation. They're now equating that with, you know, having been mentored clearly into something. And, and that's just not, not in balance. So I appreciate your, your experience. Uh, I hope I've given you clarity um, to the experience. I will say, as I said earlier uh, with the other, uh, the other caller, um, you can't run from it. You can't hide from it. You can't turn it off. If indeed your third eye is being opened, if indeed you're receiving spiritual downloads, you can't go back. And I tried. I tried my mama sitting on the organ and the piano in my bare feet with my African clothes on and my long dreadlocks with the whole church looking at me like I was crazy. Uh, I tried. I tried for money back in 2005. I was doing full-time security at the time. And we had a temporary supervisor came through there who was a, a church pastor, a young church pastor in his 20s and needed someone on the piano. And he paid me, you know, to, to be a minister of music for about a month, you know, until he brought in this young queen. And I mean that, you know what I mean, <laughs> this young sissy uh, who was, you know, phenomenal on the keyboard, uh, but, but was a little bit more worldly and a little bit more secular than me. Um, and he replaced me with that guy. And, and I'm not mad, you know, I was there for the time I was supposed to be there. I'm not mad. Uh, Hurricane Katrina came not long after that. Uh, and just like this virus changed all of our lives. So um, you had a spiritual download. You did step into what I call inter and intra-dimensional space. Um, you can find definitions for inter and intra singularly online. But you often can't find, if you're trying to find a, a definition, if you just type in intra-dimensional, often you're not going to get a response from, from that. It, it, it's very little coverage. We're going into math, quantum metaphysics, Einstein-level understanding of dimensional space. I'll try to make it simple here. And so just to be human, we have to coexist in inter-dimensional space at least 11 dimensional spaces at once. Easily Googleable, Google, <laughs> searchable. Um, look up dimensional space. Look up dimensions. Look up um, string theory. Look up 11 dimensional spaces and you'll get the information that I'm talking about right now. 
So in, in at least one of those spaces, it mirrors color your reality. It, it looks just like Thank your reality. Thank you. So we don't Thank think you. when we go into that place that, that we're transi- transitioning into another dimensional space. So you needed to see that. So you went into a dimensional space that does not mirror your reality, that does not look like what things look like here normally. Um, so you just traverse space. You you could have gone through a wormhole. You could have had your head in the Stargate. Um, pull up the reruns for the Stargate television show. Uh, watch the Stargate movie uh, that me and my mom watched together. I think that came out in the 90s. Uh, and, and get a better understanding using your imagination of what a Stargate is. Um, you went through a Stargate. If you're familiar with that TV show, Stargate, you know what I'm talking about. You did see stars. Your head went into Stargate. And it probably was facilitated by your, your deep desire for clarity. Like I said, people leaving the church, walking away from that, that level of indoctrination, um, need answers. Seriously need answers. And so you traverse time and space. Thank you, Keona. Um, beloved call, I'm going to keep your mic open, so just mute for a minute. Okay. In a moment, if you have other questions or you need me to reinforce what I've said, everybody who's already spoken, your mic is always going to be open. Just mute yourself. Be respectful, and if you need to come back, just jump on in, you know, announce yourself, and I'll respond to your question, comment, or request. Don't have any other callers that but I am looking at activity in the chat room. Uh, let's see, Fiona, what's being said? Um, so we have a um, a Spraggy the Truth. He says, uh, "Good afternoon." He says, "I dream symbols and sigils a lot, and don't understand anything about it. Any advice?" Okay. Um, Spraggy the truth. That's cute. Um, I don't know if you're male or female, but that's cute. So if you're male, don't be offended. But, but that's a nice name. Um, dreaming about symbols, signals, signs, um, that comes from the magical book. The, the magical book predicted that, that old men would dream visions, young men would, would see dreams. Um, just like the previous caller, um, it's another form of interacting with dimensional space. It's another way of your mind, your body, your consciousness um, traversing your present moment in time space and taking you to other levels. Signals, signs are obviously embedded messages that have to be deciphered. Um, it suggests someone who might need training, who might need initiation, who might need further study, um, because you're not being specific about the symbols or the signals, uh, signals, and that will be very important to determining what's being said. Um, they could be suggesting a particular path, a particular deity, a, a particular message, and so I strongly suggest that you document, that you journal that you record 
Um, everybody's inner language is different. Everyone's inner spiritual language is different. Everybody's communication with God is different. And it's not English, by the way. Um, and so the symbols have to be deciphered over time. You'll see patterns of messages. If you would just start keeping a journal um, and write those things down, what happens, how you feel, what might happen around you, um, at, at the time, um, yeah, and you'll get you'll get clarity. Um, if I need to say more, both of it um, at eight four, um, and then press the number one, and I'll be glad to respond to you specifically. I'm looking at Imani Sankofa, quantum jumping. Um, that, that's what I'm talking about. Quantum jumping is is another way of of looking at time travel, inter-intra-time travel. And often people who are third eye open, uh, consciousness center are activated. You're in meditation, you're in prayer, you're in yoga, you, you're dealing with Orisha, you're, you're using crystals, you're, you're paying attention to astrology, you're paying attention to your dream state. You're well on your journey. And some of us are advanced in the journey. And so quantum jumping is about seeing time and space before you, to you, what came before, what, what comes after, that's relevant to your present. I don't believe that we are ever given access to, privy to this information for pleasure, for entertainment, for carnality, for our own personal needs and desires, other than spirit advancement of ourselves and also um, and, and those around us. Um, Eric code 318, your hand keeps going up and down, up and down. So it's like one minute you got a question and the next minute you got to go. Oh, you got too much background noise. I'm going to mute you again. Um, yeah, Hoodoo Akasha is a woman and his hand is up. And then by the time I get back to it, his hand is down. Um, now he's not responding to me and he's got a whole lot of background noise. So he's still on the phone line, Kiona, but he might be fueling up or are doing something um, in the truck right now. May I say something, please? Yeah. A lot of people, this is not an attack or a jab, but this is just an observation. A lot of people come on different lives because they are non, they are self-initiates. And they come on looking for tools and, and takeaways so that they can go and practice. So a lot of people want to watch and not participate when they're not even serving the spirits properly, just because someone put online that you're supposed to serve a spirit on a certain day, which that's not true, or a particular cover, a color, which is not true, and then you come on and then you want to watch and say, oh, I'm going to take this and take this. A wise person told me a long time ago that a little bit of knowledge to a fool is a dangerous thing. This is not church. This that's is right. not a mosque. When you 
come on this path, you have to do the work or the spirit will expose you. So this is not for entertainment. This is not for play. This is not to give you a little bit of information and then you go and get you a goblet and put water in it and, see, and count the bubbles and think that you got a reading. Don't do that. Let's ask the questions. Let's participate. And let's get into it because there's other things that we could be doing. We're here to service. I'm here to learn. This is not a game. There are 30 people watching and nobody is saying anything. We don't have it figured out. Listen, I appreciate you saying what that I'm blue in the face now. I almost feel like if I complain, if I say it, it does sound like a criticism. It does sound like, like a jab. So I just stopped saying it. And, and as you notice, um, who will call is, I'm going to open your mic again um, in, a, in a minute. Um, stop, I, I just stopped saying it. I just keep showing up. I just keep doing my work. And it's really the people who are getting it, who are paying attention, who do contact me uh, after the show. That, that really keep keep this moment in time space alive. And, and of course, you and who do occultism and, and the people who actually do participate in the show. But you are now seeing as a, as a moderator, as an administrator, you are now seeing what I see every day. Just imagine how I'm viewing it from behind the camera. I get statistics from YouTube about this show. I get statistics from Blog Talk Radio about this show. I know the extent of my reach. I know how far this show is going and how many people are listening and participating. But, you know, I, if, if I get into my own about it, who do a cultism, you know, because I know you online with me. I'm going to come to you in a minute. Um, I get in my feelings and I start thinking, you know, it, it, do people really hate me that much? Are, really, are people really prejudiced against me that much that you're willing to sit at my table? Uh, uh, what's Erica Badu's song, uh, Apple Tree? You want to partake from my table, from my fruit, but you, 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 you don't want to commit to anything. You don't want to communicate anything. And then the worst thing, which Keona just suggested, is that you take away. And then try and duplicate it, then try to copy it, then try to use it in, in, in your practice, in your brand, in your demonstration, as if you really are connected to that. And, and those That's people are, yeah. Um, hold on, let me, um, beloved, just give me a second to acknowledge who you are talking Who you are Hey, how y'all doing? People are great. People are great. Y'all can hear me? Yes, just a little. You got a lot of background noise. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was trying to hurry up and ask my question and get out of there and uh, come back and ask the question when I ain't got no background noise. But uh, I, uh, I hear yeah, you. Uh, to, piggyback, to piggyback off uh, what Keon is saying, the people, they don't see, if you don't have the questions to ask, you're not ready to you're not ready to be on your own and, and, and have an initiation and think you're initiated and do all this spiritual work. If you can't ask a question, then you know, there's a lot of other problems you have to figure out before you get on your own. 
And I have a lot of questions to ask, but I'm not ready yet. You know what I mean? Uh, and I need a mentor. So the people that's in the chat just ask questions because if done wrong with it, you learn it. You're trying to learn. Don't take it as he, he's going to give you the secret. He's not. But learn much as possible. You know, put your conscious mind there to get initiated. The reason why I keep on coming on every day is because I want to be in that energy. So I, 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 I show up every day. I, if I, I'm at work every day when I'm here, when I'm here talking to y'all. Even if I'm at work, I'm still showing up. So y'all do the same. I appreciate that, beloved. I appreciate both you and Kiona um, identifying what I have to look at every day and then voicing it, speaking to it. Uh, maybe people will hear it from you and receive it from you better than, than they have from me. Uh, I want to respond to Arisha's question in the chat about past life regression. Past life regression, I think, is a very powerful tool. Um, past life regression can be both guided, like the guided meditation, where you have a facilitator um, to administer uh, uh, sort of the, the pathway that you walk down into regression. Uh, past life regression can also be done on your own. Uh, there's a very uh, popular way of doing uh, past life regression that exists among uh, practitioners of, of witchcraft and paganism and just general uh, uh, general voyeurs, uh, if you will, and that is to use a mirror, a mirror in a dark room with a candle, and you look into your eyes, you look into your face, and over time, you begin to change to more. You, you begin to see other identities that, that might be concealed behind the veil. This is something that I did um, eight nine years old. Uh, if my mother's listening, she has no idea I was doing that kind of stuff at that age. Um, and I commonly did it in the guest bedroom downstairs. Uh, it was big enough. It was isolated. It had a huge uh, dresser top mirror. Uh, and I could sit on the end of that bed and look into that mirror um, and, and do this, uh, this type of shadow work. It, it's a form of shadow work. Um, another way, of course, is ancestor divination. And through that, we can also reveal past life, uh, take you into guided past life uh, regression, and have you um, recall past life for purpose. Uh, if we really understood the degree of past lives, it, it's too many to count. Just as it would be too many ancestors to count, if we noted every set of grandparents, both sides, mother and father, all the way back to the continent. I know for me, it's somewhere around 360, 370 or more sets of grandparents. So we don't remember every past life all the time. Uh, we remember what's important. We remember what's pertinent. We remember what is to help us, to assist us in, in the present journey. Um, but we don't remember every single past life. And we're not all kings and queens. We're not all male or female. Uh, we switch gender. We switch race. We, we switch ethnicity. Uh, we switch class and status. Um, when we go into past life regression um, and how that 
that shows up in the present. Um, what book would I suggest today? Uh, Keona, now you know for me that you know there's never one book. There's more one book. I say read them all. I say choose a topic. Choose a subject matter. You know, it might be mentalism. It might be spiritualism. It might be culture. It might be a particular ethnic group. Um, that's how I do it. Um, choose a topic. Choose a subject. Choose an area of, of, of interest. And then go in there. Um, I know you can't physically go to a physical library. Because um, at a physical library, I might close my eyes and just reach you know, for a book um, in math or in science or in metaphysics or, or, or whatnot. Um, I don't have a particular book in mind uh, right now for you to read. Uh, if I look around, you know, we keep playing these, these uh, social... Hold on for a minute, beloved. If I look around, you know, you see people with stacks of books on their shoulder in the social media. If I pointed out what's visible to me right now, um, the Quran is visible to me right now. This this book here, which I'm featured in, is visible to me right now. This book is on masculinity, so it's it's about men and fashion and and how we understand masculine and feminine and, and how we demonstrate. Uh, the Dilagoon is visible to me. Um, I have a Chris Carroll book. The Crystal Ally book is visible to me. Uh, I have a book of Odoo. I have a book of Bebe. So just just choose a book. Just choose a subject. Just choose an area of interest and just start. Just start. Just start. Go ahead, Hoodoo Occultism. What you for me, beloved? A good, a good book to read um, on past life progression is a book called Many Lives, Many Masters. I think they got it on audio book on YouTube. You can listen to Many Lives, Many Masters. Yep. Many Lives, Many Masters. Now, uh, yep. go ahead. Go ahead. Um, the question I wanted to ask you today was about you you brought up earlier about white supremacy, right? Yeah. Um um the question I wanted to ask you is um far as you know the media, right? And you know some producers and directors they put black people in movies in a negative light. Um, how do one protect themselves psychically from, you know, you know, negative self-image when they dealing with these movies? Like some of these, even these cartoons, they have, you know, sexual gestures in them and stuff like that. So how do people uh, uh, protect themselves from like psychic attacks? imagery um 
first I'm going to say about the same way you would prepare your child. So you don't let your child watch certain things, or if you do, you're right there to explain what's happening. Um, a parent always wants to give their child their opinion first, uh, have them grow up on their the, the platform that the parent is operating in first. So you would have to do the same for yourself. First, watch your inner language. What is your inner language? Uh, and I don't mean you specifically, uh, who do I, I mean anyone who's listening. Are, are you calling yeah. yourself nigga? Are you calling yourself nigga? Are you using negative self language, you know, that is also being reinforced by magazines, by news, by TV shows, by movies, you know, by packaging? Um, so you got to first be clear because many people are walking around and don't really see the image or aren't really paying attention to the image. I mean, how many of you really paid attention when they took the handkerchief off the Aunt Jemima head and gave her uh, Florence from Jefferson hairstyle, you know, and, and kind of modernized her? How many of you even paid attention? How many of you even noticed? How many of you even cared? Um, and so that's how easily uh, that what Hoodoo occultism is suggesting that they slip this imagery in. It's not always as in your face, you know, as a David Chappelle, uh, as a Keenan, uh, um, what's the two, two comedians? Um, the two comedians. Um, I can't think of their names right now. Y'all, uh, y'all know who I'm talk- talking about. Um, it's not always as obvious as in living color. Um, it's not always as obvious as Jefferson's or even um, the show that Jefferson's was birthed from. Um, all in the family where Archie Bunker gave you redneck white supremacist, you know, to the best of their ability on TV. Uh, he never said nigga, uh, but you got that. Uh, he, you know, he was very clear about about racial uh, attitude. So first, you got to start with yourself and your own inner language and what you expect of yourself. Uh, with it, with, with the title and the name like Divine Prince, you got to walk in that all the time, and, and and have no fear. I get challenged on it all the time. You know, I get mocked on it all the time. I, I people make shady comments about it all the time. Even my delivery people, my mail people, who now know my name, who now know who do Central House of the Divine Prince who probably got back in their truck and Googled it, know that it's about the boogie. They have my picture on, you know, my picture is on my front door. The sign that you all often see displayed right here to the right of me, which I use to block my kitchen, um, that's on my front door. My skull face is on my front door with my website. Uh, and, and it's designed to slow down, you know, tourists showing up at my door. Um, so people know some of you are your mama and your daddy and your brothers and sisters and your friends really knowing this is your past. But like Keona said, if you're authentic and you're really walking a spiritual path, you can't put no covers on. You can't put no mask on. You can't go into, you know, sort of hiding. 
So I'm right out there. I'm right out there. And so who do accostism? You have to be clear about who you are. And you have to be sure your children, you know, your mates, the people who you live with understand that so that they do recognize the shock. And people are very offended when I respond to shock too soon, too quickly. I, I told the story about the Uber driver the other day and how that conversation broke down. Um, after I told him all my, you know, Christian history, you know, Christian experience, but the minute I said, but now I'm a voodoo priest, oh, baby, his whole disposition broke down. Um, so that's how you break down these walls. You got to know who you are, and you got to know enough to call it in the moment, whether it's in your face, at the checkout counter, at the register, the friend, the family member on the phone, or if it's an advertisement. You got to know it when you see it. There's always a little shot in advertisement at what's not new, what's not modern, what's not trending, what's not pop cultural. You don't see me on, you know, my image very much. You don't see our image very much. You don't see people representing people who are now practicing indigenous culture. You don't see that. Or, or it's a joke. You know, I'm trying to remember. I've seen some sitcom that uh, what's the girl who was in the uh, lesbian um, who had her own children. She's a child. Um, she started on the Cosby show. She was on The View for a while. Um, she came out as a lesbian. Um, one of the shows had her name Raven. Raven Simone. Raven Simone. Raven Simone. Okay, so that that's a good example of someone who, you know, got superimposed, got stereotyped, always cute, child actor. That's Raven Simone. Then when she got older, and particularly born when she was on the view, and her ideals came to the surface. Ideals. Ideals are different than your opinions. Because you have opinions. You can hear my conversation. But if you're really listening, you hear my ideals. You hear where my morality is. You hear where my integrity is. You hear where my line is drawn without me saying. So you got to be clear and you got to make sure your children are clear about who they are. Your king. Gods, your goddesses. We have history. You know, our history, who, who our inventors are, who our writers are, who our, our, our movers are, you know, as a community. And make sure that we know that, you know, it's not just celebrity, it's not just who's famous, you know, we all contribute something, we all bring some value. So if you're not clear about that, And that sitting, um, we call it when they can, they can mix in hidden, you know, words. You know, it might be a second flash of a word, you know, hungry, go eat, you know, that might be embedded, uh, subliminal messages that might be embedded in advertisement. If you're not confident who you are, 
And yes, some of that stuff can can penetrate. Now, yeah, I keep crystals around my computer. I keep crystals and cellulite around my TV and radio. But ultimately, that area of protection is right here. It's at the ORI level. It's at the third eye level. Um, It's about who you really believe you are. Because I'm going with friends, you know, in the course of conversation, they can throw a shot in and catch it right away. It might be three sentences later, you might come out and say, wait a minute, what did you say? Well, what do you mean by that? That's how tricky the subliminal messages are. So be clear about who you are. You want to run out of time to call me on my phone line. So if you're not already on the phone line, I won't be able to hear you. You won't be able to speak again. Um, and my blog talk radio is acting a little weird. So I don't know how well my connection is. It might just be my chat and the, and the radio might be fine. Uh, but if you're already on the phone line, 305-323-813, um, 213-314, you'll be able to unmute yourself with a question or comment. But it's, it's running out of time. It's probably too late for you to now call in to 845-277-9143. With your live question, comment, or request, you will have to type them in all capital letters in the chat for uh, Keona and I to see. Um, who do occultism I do? It was taken over by Malcolm X Spirit while shooting the movie. Yeah, yeah, that can happen. Possession is a powerful thing. Um, possession is a common thing to some degree in religion. You've heard me talk before about the over-relation on possession as opposed to divination. In Pounding of the casting of the cowrie shell, casting of the divination is almost second to Ifa, to Akan, to most, if not all of the West African divination systems. But these forms of divination where animal tracks get involved in divination, it's a really complex thing. Possession. It's about spirit coming into the body, taking over the body, using the body to speak, using the body to deliver a message. So in Haitian voodoo, and even in my voodoo and Louisiana voodoo, to some degree, uh, possession is a part of divination, particularly in ceremony, come through in a misa, which translates from Spanish as a white table, where you're inviting and inviting Egun, but you're also inviting uh, what's called Kana, gypsies and spirit guides and, and spirits and, and all the warriors come through. And so even the Misa, you might experience possession. Just like the Holy Ghost, there's some control. Um, it shouldn't to be maintained in a possession, but it should come give a message, share a message, offer something. The clear, verifiable, provable information. Just like speaking in tongues, 
Bible says that it, it must be uh, to give body and, and, and context to what is being said, to what is being possession is where both negative and positive spirits, because Jim can possess. Jim can possess. There's some of you under the sound of my voice right now that's walking with Jen, and you don't even know it. That's showing up in your work. And sometimes, you know, I this, sometimes they will answer you. Sometimes they'll help you hit the number. Sometimes they'll help you. Sometimes they'll help you mess up a happy home, a happy relationship, because you just have that that woman. Um, so possession is not always, not always a positive thing, and she's done in the appropriate uh, On another thing, and another thing I wish people would stop doing, please stop lying on the spirits. I am so tired of people talking about that this little wall appeared to them and that little wall appeared. If you are not servicing your ancestors, they don't know who you are because you have no one on the other side to vouch for you. So these little walls are not showing up to you. You are have you have these images in your mind because you've been on social media and you went to sleep and the image appeared to you because they don't know who you are and you're not servicing them property properly. You're not using their colors. You don't know their language. You don't even know how to go to their door. You're not giving your offerings because everything has a cost. So you can't show up as you are. So let's not play there with this. I come on here and I expose myself every single day because I am required to, because I can't be phony. I beg of you, don't call me with the lie. I can see the lie every single time. You know, how they work it into the, you know, well, I initiated over here, but my godparents died. Or I initiated over there, but, you know, well, there was a problem and we fell out and blah, blah, blah. But I got this in my house, and I got that in my house, and I'm working Eshu. Beloved, what's Eshu's name? Well, it's Eshu. No, your Eshu should have a name. Um, Beloved, is there a hole in the bottom of your Eshu? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you went and bought that at a store. You went and bought that at a Britannica. I mean, it's, it's just crazy to me that they come, and I'm supposed to accept, you know, well, spirit said, well, how did spirit say that to you? And how did you validate that? Now we're stuttering. Well, it came in a dream. Okay, well, how did you validate the dream? Don't come to me with a lie. Don't think, I'm, you know, church does that. That's church. You open the doors of the church. If anybody want to accept Christ, come on up to the front. Anybody want to join the church, come on up to the front. And you have two things. Somebody who's brand new, going to be baptized, but then you have what's called Christian experience. And and I'm coming on Christian experience, especially the Baptist church. I'm coming on Christian experience. Pastor then wants a letter from your old pastor that should explain when you got baptized, how long you've been there, 
how much money you paid in tithes, and if you paid tithes. So even in the church, they don't just accept your, your Christian spirit on your word, okay? And then you got the traveling preacher, the traveling evangelist who has a back, who, who's been, you know, verified by so many bishops, so many ministers that now they are validated as an evangelist. You know, people like, um, I'm trying to think of somebody who's popular that's in the news. Uh, what's the woman name from Georgia? A real popular, always in the news. You know, one minute she left in the news, dating a man. Once she was married. I mean, you know, so don't come at me because I'm going to see right through it. I, I'm not, I can't. Don't expect me to accept with some other practitioner, even if it's real, with some other practitioner said that I don't know, ain't never met. Can't validate their background. Can't validate where they come from. And like TM said, just quit lying. Just quit lying. That's one of my favorite mottos. Drink more water and quit lying. Quit lying and drink more water. Drink more water. Flush that bullshit out of your body. Flush them lies and them toxins out of your body. Quit lying. Quit lying and drink more water. And quit lying to yourself. You know, it's one thing to tell me you got experience, you've been initiated, you didn't receive, it, it, it came through in a dream. Okay, that's, you know, that don't hurt me. That don't hurt me. Okay, say what you want. But you then you lying to yourself. Then you're lying to God. Now you're lying to the ancestors who see everything. Ancestors see all. But but you're trying to convince me that you deep, that you didn't travel, that you didn't been east, that you passed through the gate, and it's a waste of both of our time. Because anybody who's got a reason to tell you, I'm gonna get right down to the business. I'm a, I'm not even gonna let you talk sixty seconds, and then I'm getting right down to the business. Beloved, I'm throwing twenty one cards. It's seven at a time. It's three on this side of the table. And we're looking at your past. I, I'm not even going to hear what you said. And often it's your energy that I need. It's your breath that traditionally is blown on the board. So if I'm doing virtual work over the phone, over Skype, over WhatsApp, I need you to speak only because your breath needs to be in the air. Okay, Oshun Bimi, I, I, I see you. And see, that's another one. Not you, beloved, who just emailed me, but the people who now come with the name. And the name suggests training. The name suggests initiation. Let me tell you, there's a lot of Oshuns out there that ain't Oshun. Ain't never been near Oshun. Don't know the first thing about Oshun. It's just a username. <laughs> so so I hear you, Kiona. I hear you. And 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 if you are a practitioner, you hear it every day. People will come to you with, with, with the self-lie, meaning they convince themselves it, it's true and it's real, and it's real enough that I should be able to convince you with it. But you can't convince somebody like me who's been in this 45 years. You can't convince me. 45 years ago, I was dang good. I'm, I'm 53. I was eight, nine. And even my mother would tell you, even Wapani 
would tell you I was I was doing this back then. I was going to the library and, and like many of you are doing now and consuming those books at eight, at nine. I was doing automated writing in kindergarten in the first grade. Got kicked out of out of kindergarten for being disruptive. Got kicked out of who gets kicked out of kindergarten for focusing being on another level than my peers. I, I hated kids in kindergarten. It didn't make no sense to me. All I knew was adult and adult experience. So even at, at that age, I was erudite. I was too mature for my age. I knew way too much. My mother taught us, instructed us. My mama took us to the library every Saturday. My mama took us to a museum every opportunity. My mama took us to the theater, to opera. Uh, uh, to to symphony, to performance, to to masquerade, to to marionette puppetry. I saw all of that growing up, you know, w- with my mother. So I was erudite at nine. I was already overexposed at ten. I already knew too much about the spirit realm and spirit and and how spirit interacted with with humans um, at that time. So. Don't lie to me. It, it don't get you anywhere. Uh, Keona just told you. He's still not going to secrets. I'm still not going to reveal the mysteries to you if, if you can't pass through the gate. If you can't pass through the lock, it, it's not coming. Because you'll hurt yourself. She just quoted it. You know, fool. A little bit of knowledge, they're going to hurt themselves. They're going to hurt themselves and others. I don't quote a whole lot of herbs on the show. I don't produce a whole lot of recipes on the show because there's too many vipers and vampires and parasites and wannabes <laughs> that are going to go running with it and hurt you and themselves and probably charge you a whole ridiculous amount of money in the process. Only for me to have to clean it up. Only for practitioners like me to have to clean it up. And have to, you know, listen to, you know, you tell your story and, oh, my God, boo. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I'm so sorry you got to start. I'm so sorry now I got to tell you the right way to go about this, the correct way, you know, to address this. And it's It's an extra drain on my energy. I'd rather be teaching. Y'all, I can talk for three hours without a problem. I teach. I'd rather share. I'd rather give. Rather instruct than all than all the, the, the consistent repair that I have to to get you all beyond this this. Business. Yeah, Juanita Island. That's her name. So mess. She even dabbled in spirituality. For a minute, if you pay attention to her. So we we drink more water and quit lying. Yes, Buffy Cooper. I love people with lying. Yes, Buffy Cooper. Drink more water and quit lying. Drink more water and quit lying. Yeah. Um, Kia, what are you saying? Maybe go down a dry demon and come up on wet demon. That's right. I've heard pastors say that. Yes, I've heard 
sanctified evangelical pastor say that. You're just a wet deer. You know, you ain't shook off nothing. You haven't shed anything, you know, like a snake. A snake has to shed their skin. You know, you're just a wet demon. And the mortgage got to be paid. You know, it's that five faithful, that others are faithful, keeping that house of worship open. The rest of you are the 30 or more people you describe who are just watching, who are just observing, who are just examining. Analyzing, who, who are just criticizing, and then the first of all, um, the takeaway. You're not even going to acknowledge the source. You're going to run and, and try and do it on your own and try and e- evolve your own thing. I never said probably anybody to do case. There's nobody doing what to nobody. There's no voodoo house that. There are no EFI houses that run like mine. There are, this is a whole new thing here. And glory to the Most High. The glory goes to the ancestors. But this, this is a whole new thing here. A whole evolved thing here. My print is that I wanted to reach people like me. I wanted to reach people who are being ignored, who are being overlooked, who don't have the means to travel, who haven't gotten a passport yet. Who can't afford to go to, to Cuba, you know, and spend twelve thousand dollars? That's what my motivation. Reach the African American population, reach everyone, but particularly the African American population who does have immediate access to this. That's what I set out for, and so that's what makes my that and my. That in my five decades experience that nobody can copy and or duplicate. Because first you got to be on the street at 14. First you got to be homeless at 14 and survive that. And scout, you want to duplicate my story. Okay? That rolls my eyes. Yeah. So that's how you duplicate my story. And that's what makes this house, this house, my wisdom, my struggle, my challenge, my ignorance, but I had to figure out what I had to figure out on the streets of hard knocks. I had to figure out by making a mistake. You make the mistake. Foolish is you aren't willing to learn from the next person's experience so that you don't have to. don't have to smoke crack to know crack kills. Everybody do heroin to know heroin will destroy your life, family's life, and everything around you. Okay? So everybody doesn't have to deal and dabble and be a kitchen witch, fall down on their head, fall down on their ass, in order to then learn the correct way. I'm offering you the truth every day. I'm offering you my experience every day so you don't have to. One of my jobs just reached out to me, Dolores L. Dolores L. in 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 Georgia, Georgia. Just reached out to me. She'll tell you she's been down those many roads, those many traditions, those many offerings, those many initiations here, so that you don't have to. But you do 
Many of you choose to by way of your own foolishness, by way of your own self, you know, entitlement, self-righteousness. You know, I, I, I'm going to do this on my own. I got this. Go ahead and do that, beloved. I'm, I'm here to pick you up when you fall. I'm here to clean you off when you get dirty. I'm here to unbind you when, when you find out that offering tarot readings and psychic readings uh, invite spiritual attachment from other people. Am I missing any questions, beloved? Um, for it momentarily. I appreciate you, Keona, and all you bring, and, and I appreciate your voice. Listen, I hear you. I see you, Keona. You're speaking up a little bit more. Your, your truth is coming up to the surface. Your leadership is, is bubbling up to the top. So I hear you, Keona. I hear you. I see you. Grow, girl. Go on and grow. <laughs> and I invite those who are listening and, and watching and observing to grow. I also invite you to participate. Be an active participant. If you have a question, comment, or request at this point and you are not on the phone, type it for me in all capital letters so that I can see it. And Otherwise, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to move on. Today, in today's perspective of the original calendar, we acknowledge the powers that govern sudden change and transformation. Push us forward. Give us that extra nudge. That give us a kick. Sometimes we need a kick, you know, to get up, to move on, uh, to do it in our, our best interest. So I'm inviting you to stand up for yourself in your journey. I'm trying to scroll through my Did chat. the phone lines cut off? Because I didn't hear the countdown. Did the phone lines cut off? Oh, yeah. they. I heard the countdown at 2 o'clock. You oh, were distracted. I am she, so she, sorry, yeah. April. April Anthony was trying to call in. I'm sorry. Did she? Is she on the phone? Somebody's on the phone, but their head's not raised. Is she three hundred five? No, she tried to, but it hung up on her. Okay, um, three hundred five. The only person now who's online is not raised. Um, everybody else who is on the phone line, their mic open. Uh, so any other questions I have to come through the chat. If it is in the chat, she needs to uh, write it in in a way that Keona can see it. Because I don't have it. So I have Go ahead, beloved. Who is this? Go ahead. Say your name hey, this like. is um, 813. I was curious. Is there a such thing as um, twin flames and karmics and all this kind of stuff? And if it is... Um, Looks like an easy, real definition. How would you define it, or your definition of it, so to speak? I guess. I'm sorry, we I don't know this. That question didn't make sense. That's okay. No, that does make sense. That, that's perfect, and and you said it the way it needed to be said. That's something that I deal with every day, and particularly when it comes to psychic reading, when it comes to my psychic world account, love and relationship. Dominate. I don't say they say we've been educated about soulmates and how soulmate attachments work uh, from a Eurocentric perspective. 
you know, we got Valentine's Day, which is bloody and convoluted. We have, um, um, you know, the chocolate hearts and, and wedding rings, which was invented in the early uh, 1900s, by the way. Uh, wedding rings is a new concept. Weddings, as we know it, is a new concept. Marriage, as we know it, is a new concept. Uh, the old world, even those of you who are relying on the Bible, did not marry in, in the way that we do today, all the legalities attached to it. Um, so we're all mixed up with soulmates and relationships and how that works. You know, little fat baby chair with a bow and arrow. Um, in your heart and create foolish love, blind love, love that makes you do stupid and crazy and, and unpractical things. In African tradition, and particularly West African, particularly Yoruba, um, I like to see that cherub, Cupid, as Oshosi. Oshosi is a divine. Oshosi is sophisticated and represents civilization. Still is a wild man, still comes out of the warrior trio, Oshosi, but his concerns are way more than love and relationship. His concerns are reality, survival, feeding your family, feeding yourself, moving forward, which is why we attach so many warrior and hunter attributes to Oshosi. But Shoshosi is a dignified and wears suede and leather and fur uh, and, and, and the minerals that Ogu is seen as, as sophisticated as a hunter, uh, speaks every language in the world, Ochosi. And so his concerns are more than just the, the follies of love and relationships. So choosing a mate, choosing a partner that furthers something much deeper than just love and sex. And emotion, um, we don't travel in soulmate paths, uh, uh, pairs. We travel in groups. Even in West African, even in West African tradition, you have Eggy, your soul double. You also have Ibeji, I B E J I, in Yoruba, specific language and tradition, because you know. Bond, you know, we understand that. Racial romancers understand that. Uh, just know it's always deeper, as, as Keona uh, uh, suggested. My initiative, my things right now that many of you don't even understand. So you got Ibeji, your divine twin. Uh, again, they, they are connected to ancestral spirit, ancestral lineage. Um, so often we're attracted to what we're attracted to, to what we know. We're attracted to what resonates in, in our family. We're attracted to what we've seen demonstrated uh, from our parents and our parties and, and et cetera. Sometimes it's, so, it's about the maintenance of a divine lesson that the two of you might be going at from one life path to another. And in one life, you were male, the next you were female, the next you were male again, you know, and vice versa. And you all's goal is to fill a purpose. Uh, you can't shake the frenemy that's been in your from kindergarten, elementary school. The cousin you don't get along with can be part of your soulmate clan. 
um, and it's to address what's hidden, what's in secret. Soulmates are not always about love. Sometimes it's about business. Procter and Gamble coming together and creating a multi-billion-dollar enterprise that grows and births children, births families figuratively, births people who are now affected by that company, that plan, that program for the rest of their lives. So soulmates is not always, you know, love and relationships. People who want love, who want marriage. Single soulmate, people in who might be able to improve you, to get you to a place so that you are ready to receive the soulmate. Many of you ain't even ready, and many of you who think your soulmate is here and with us walking the ground, they might be. And two of you, because all you're focused in on is the relationship, is is the living together, is the sex. Is the children? You need to about what's deeper, what's evolved. Why are you two souls brought together at all? And it's what? It's not just your pleasure. I get too many calls, too many uh, reading requests. You know, you don't say it, but I hear it. I can discern it. Can decipher it in the conversation. All you cared about is your bed is empty. You don't have the sex that you're supposed to have. You don't have the partner that you built foundation with five years, ten years, you know, trust with, and now they just fell off and then they're eating or, you know, and now affected the relationship. That's all you, that's your own focus. So now I have to trick you. That's why people think Eshu is a trickster. That's why people think voodoo is about tricking and about the manipulation of folks. Now I got to trick you into focusing on what's in your best interest, into focus on healing yourself, into focus on why you want this person, this person, this soulmate in your life at all. And so I ask tricky questions. Well, you know, well, what did you get that? You know. I listen to you explain your love uh, for an hour, and then I okay, you want that man back. And then we get to stuttering. We get to him and hall. Because I'm listening to you. And some of you, you know, know my rules about detail, and you don't tell me nothing. I got some that are real slick about that. Well, I'm, you know, I'm calling about my career. Okay, well, but tell me about that. Well, you know, I got in a relationship with this man. <laughs> and I'm going to him in. Okay, you said you were calling about your career, right? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about my career and my, and my personal life path. Listen, ready to throw in the cards. I told you, I'm not listening to your name. I'm on your energy. I'm shuffling cards and, and so I need your energy. I ain't listen to all that drama and them details you're telling me. And then I ask you, well, why? You, you want that person back? Why? You all are together to do what? And you can't answer that. That's a caller. Uh, that's that's where the misinformation about relationships comes in. I hate, excuse me, don't be offended. 
through me. I hate Barbie. I hate Barbie. I hate nursery rhymes and fairy tales that have convinced you women that that's what a relationship looks like. Because there ain't a whole lot of men falling for it, by the way. It's a few, but there ain't a whole lot of men falling for it. It's primarily women. It's directed at you. It's targeted at you from out the womb, blanket on you, blanket on, on the boy before you even know personality, identity. You know, you just you know, boy and girl, male and female. That's it. Okay, so let's say that that is it. Let, let's say that it is your truth. The boy and the girl are so much more than that. So much more than that. In African culture, you don't even name babies sometimes for a moon cycle, a month, weeks, because they want time to, to know the baby. A relationship with the baby. Who is this baby? What is this baby here to do? Is reincarnation, my reincarnation question, uh, of an ancestor? Or are they here to bring forward something? Then they name the baby. After they figure out the identity. But, but when we're doing this soul thing, a lot of y'all ain't even, you don't even know the man. You don't even know the woman. <laughs> you know? Because when I start asking questions, when I start asking questions, that's a problem. You would prefer that I just talk and that I go. But when I start asking questions or you think I don't hear you, I hear you clearly. So called this beloved, I hear you. I'm right there. I know what you're talking about. Listen to what I'm listen to the answer. You're delusion. You're an illusion. You're in denial. You're not seeing your truth for what it is. Who is that man? Who is that woman that, that you think is so And the people, beloved caller, who, who hit me with, you know, I lost my soulmate at 21, 22, 25. Is it over? The key word is soul. A soul can leave a body. It's in a living body. It's dead people walking around. So your soul can move to any host that it, that it wants can move to any host that's appropriate for what you are right in this moment. So, let, go. let go. The soul will move on. Will move on to someone who's ready for what you need, for what you want, for what you're trying to do. And that's the problem with the miseducation of soulmates in the West. I don't find that as much with my Asian callers, with my African callers, with my Australian callers, with my South American callers, Brazilian callers. I don't, I don't run into that as much because they have cultural stories, legends, backgrounds that compete with the Barbie and with the Prince Charming. And with the you know young virgin who finds her prince who who carries her off into the you know the, thereafter to live happily thereafter you know how the nursery rhymes end I I haven't read nursery rhyme in years but you you, know, you folks who read to your kids at night you know what I'm talking about and so these children particularly girls are 
locked into, you know, oh, my soulmate, and it's going to be this one man, and he's going to come, and he's going to sweep me off my feet, and everything's going to be, that's not what soulmates are at all, at all. First out the gate, a soulmate is first come to correct the problem, first. I don't care who you are. I don't care how perfect the love is. I don't care how, how perfect you are. The soulmate is coming first to correct the problem. So you first got to figure out what's the problem. Is it me? Is it internal? Is it how I self-identify? Is, is it how I look at love and relationship? Is it my expectation? Am I ignoring what my real purpose is? Because some of you, particularly women, and again, I'm not picking on women. I'm picking on men because this is a man's world. Men created the, the, the nursery rhymes and the love stories and the conditioning that women find themselves in, where they think, I need to save myself for this man who's going to come and make everything right. And that's not a reality, particularly in today's world where everybody's sick, everybody's got shadow work to do, everybody's got nonsense to work through. That's just not even a reality. So your soul come first to correct the problem. And two of you correct and address and look at that problem together. Together. That, that's what soulmates do. So I have a soulmate that's my friend, best friend. You know, we don't talk about it. Um, and, and that's our Mature, we share each other, we learn through each other's experience. And she's about to say, My sister was Tony Val Martinez, first person I met in, in New Orleans that I became friends When I came to New Orleans, I was a job like housing in like two weeks. She's a more of a male spirit. I'm more of a female through our work together over the last two years. We know what we do together. We know how we function together. And sometimes we and go back and forth, click them, I'll hang on her. And she can come back in an hour. It's like nothing happened. It's like I want we want to bring up we argue about the spirit. Politics, history, to the doing the work. We talk about work. We don't argue about personal. Yes, that's not what we what we trip over. Um, I have a, another male partner, soulmate. There is some energy there. There is love there. There is you know a, a sexual history there, of over thirty years, and we go back and forth. We don't together. We live separate. We live separate lives. He's a black Republican, uh, Christian, Jew, who don't have no knowledge of none of this that we're operating in. And so people ask, well, well, why are y'all, what's that? He buffets me and I buffet him in 89 before I started initiating maturing spiritually. So all soulmates, beloved, ain't about coming together. It could be about coming together and it be temporary. 
maybe I'm not meant to be married forever. Maybe you were meant to have children and raise the children together, but live separately and, and go on and do your, your life. What complicates it further is the legality commitments context of man. Again, the marriage as we look at it today is not marriage that it further complicates. And then you get with somebody, and now it costs a whole lot of money to divorce. It costs a whole lot of money to work through. You know. So you, you got man's law and man's stuff. Give unto Caesar that which belongs to Caesar. But you have to belong to God. So keeping in line with many of you are marrying, not legally, but are marrying and are not paying attention. Every time you bear up, you shack up. You sex up, you get together, you know these deep emotions. You're marrying, you're around marrying, and some of you are haunted by that energy forever, forever. Especially women, more especially open to men who, who in nature have a body that's like a vessel, and so that's. That ain't me. Because in nobody's private life, I'm in private life right now. Every man that you sleep with is in your body. They leave DNA deposits in the body. And men don't think this on a because you're women's energy. It just don't stay in physically the way it does women. Because I, I okay. I don't have to get graphic. You all know the opening. It's small things, okay? Things can but then you urinate or ejaculate. You're also pushing material out. Especially great velocity to the woman. So you all are holding on. You got these in your body. Literally. It shows in your energy. And that's why sometimes they can't shake it. Um, I can feel him. It's in my house. It's my bed. You know, and it's a question of it. So I to cleanse myself. I need to, you know, because it interrupts relationships. Men, you say, okay, you know, it's not collecting in your body. It's collecting in your body. It's collecting in your head, in your motion, in, in your aura, in your soul. It's it, 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 it set up at a much deeper level than women. Because a woman can clean herself, purge herself. <laughs> the man can get in there and tinker with your head. And you are even open to that. You fear emotion. You fear weakness. Sometimes you fear intimacy. Eastern intimate with yourself. You feel going in. I, I look at the symbolism that projected at me, and I see all these black men with a baseball cap on and a hoodie over that and a coat over that. I ain't talking about 30 degree weather at the time. I'm just about regular. You know, people on do and, and, and social media sites, and they all covered up the here. And so you might say, okay, well, they don't want to reveal they are. Online, but I see you in the streets like that. All black and white, 
Maybe a bit blue. You know, of the color. No creativity. No individuality. It's just a shell of a man with all this broken in, in that of, of mass pain in this culture. They even have the skill to attack it. It is absolutely possible to cut energy cords. Absolutely. Imani Sankofa, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, they can be cut. And when I do that work, I address every level. You still issue for tie. You know, you got to cut those ties on three levels, on many uh, to advance time. You know, sort of that parasitic attachment because that's what it is. So you got to raise a child together. You got to handle the realities of that together. But then there's that whole other part, parasitic. You know, the jab, the other, the shadiness. That you that you show each other, the denial, you know, the, you, the pretend not to see, not to feel, you know, I'm I'm just here to get the child off, but you pretend there's there's nothing emotionally going on. It's just crazy. That's why the world is so high, <clears throat> and that's why you know, psychic reading and spiritual services is, is, is such a it's too many people that are are tied up, emotional ties, emotional ties. I just don't know how to cut those forward. I just don't know how to, how to move forward uh, with that. I'll you the Anderson. April Anthony. I'll look at Anthony Anderson. Anthony, Kim uh, Carter, Iman Kofa. Everyone who's been present today, everyone who's phone lines listening, everyone who's answered uh, or asked questions and then comments, my co-host and superstars. I appreciate you. We're going to go soon. Soon enough. So let me have your questions. I'm trying to read now. That's why I'm talking. I'm trying to find. Uh, is that is it 6 p.m. Kim? <laughs> I didn't. You and your, you and my mom are good for setting me up to do stuff that I'm questioning. Should I do? Okay. I was just questioning, should I keep doing the B affirmations on YouTube and then showing them back up on Instagram at all? And then you post it in a chat like, it's a real thing. <laughs> so, so I guess now I have to do it. Okay, so I guess now I I'm have sorry, to keep doing it. I'm sorry, because I work after the show, I go to work. And so in the evenings, I watch it in the replay if I miss it. And it helps me. I look forward to it. I click on it. I'll be looking. I'll be reading all in the caption. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, my Instagram, I have one Instagram. Divine Prince IX. All one word. Instagram.com forward slash Divine Prince Thai in Mecca. And it's spelled correctly. Wrong letters in it. It's not me. It's somebody trying to protect. So it's D I V I P R I N D E T Y E C A. 
where I am on Instagram. Please join me. Point that I try not to come in about that Kiona, you know, hit it real good today. All you people that follow me, listening to me, don't add, won't click, won't subscribe to me, and you're here every day. It, it comes off as what the only thing I understood that it is. Hatefulness. I don't know all of y'all. All of y'all. And if I follow you on Instagram, I'm there. And I go through and hit. It's not the Divine Prince Kiona. IG Divine Prince Mecca. I, I didn't spell the. <laughs> I'm not picking at you, but I didn't say the and I didn't spell it. I said D I. It's Divine Prince Tiamecca. If you put the, my Nigerian are going to throw over the can and steal y'all from me. <laughs> Make sure you get that. I am the Divine Prince in Instagram. I'm sorry, in Twitter and in other locations, but but not not in Instagram. I use my real name in Instagram. Um, and they still won't give me a blue dot because they want me to use my name as it appears on my license, which is Ross Tai Chiki in Mecca. And I have two middle names. I can get all of that on Instagram. I wouldn't want to get all of that on Instagram. Um, most people don't know my first name legally, Ross Tai Chiki. And most people can't pronounce it. It's got way too many letters in it. Um, and so I, I just don't use it. And I, and that's the reason Twitter and Instagram don't give me a dot because I'm not using my name as it appears on my drive. Ty and Mecca is my legal name. But Ty is an abbreviation of my full first name. So they want me to use Ra Ty Chicken. I'm not a Rasta anymore. So, so I'm not necessarily trying to promote name. Um, I use Taimeka, Taimeka. So that's why I don't have that as of yet. Um, I'm hoping at some point they get a clue and they figure out that I'm me everywhere that I'm represented online. But um, can't do it right now. Uh, yeah, I hear you, Imani Sankofa. Some of us should have a blue check, deserve a blue check. Um, been in the game way long enough to have a blue check. Uh, Wendy Williams and, and T.S. Madison came after me. How brand new compared to me? I've been doing this since 2005. So I should have been had a blue check. Been, been, do I think there's some prejudice and white supremacy also in that hoodoo occultism? I do. Uh, there are people, humans running Instagram, running YouTube, running Facebook, and also even living so, yeah, they don't understand America at all. And so they don't understand, you know, our sense of liberalism, our sense of, you know, accepting other, other genders and other identities. And so I think people like us in my are being systematically overlooked, if not be blocked um, from moving forward. I notice every time, every time I get close to the number, I, I, I know it's stand behind it. Every time I get to a certain number in Instagram or YouTube, numbers fall back, pull back. 
consciously trying to affect the outcome of my numbers, affect the response to my numbers. Because humans, when they, when they see the numbers wrong, they belong. So, so then they fall. Then they stop, you know, being active. So I know it's a conscious hand behind it. Uh, it's definitely a conscious hand in my YouTube. And I know who you are. Um, YouTube is not set up for that kind of information to be visible to us. But I have my own algorithm. I have my own little system that I use that intersects several social media sites and a few mathematical equations that help me to figure out who's doing what at any given time in my YouTube. So I know who it is. It's only one person. It's only one who's just so happy about my YouTube and, and, and wants to prevent it from moving forward. They even have reached out to YouTube about my channel. And YouTube is tired of you, by the way. YouTube is exasperated with having to come through every day and revalidate my posts because it ain't nothing wrong with my posts. But that one person challenges every post, every post that one person challenges and forces some children to have to come back, listen to my show for the general viewing audience and advertising. So, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot, y'all. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Um, and I'm grateful because I, I see it as success. I do. Uh, if you're successful at something, if you're doing something, if you're doing something right, if you walk up right, you are going to have people that are not going to be happy about it. And some of you have fear of success, fear of success. So you're not growing. You're not reaching your goals with your, your self-employment. And some of us, speaking about myself, have that fear of success. I had a therapist tell me back in 87 that I had fear of success. Based on my experience growing up, in the middle of black community and a wealthy prosperity based ministry. I learned to associate money with negative people, with bad people. So there was a time that I saw all rich people, all successful people, all well to do people have some dirtiness underneath that we just can't see. Some of you all still believe that and sort of interact in a way um, every day in social media with the news entertainers and politicians. You just, you know, you just instinctively expect service so you don't let anything through. And, and, and personally, that can show up as a, a fear of success. And so therefore, you know, you can't grow because you think people who grow, people who do well, people that that, that Somehow had to had to beat somebody to do it, had to step on somebody to do it, had to step over somebody to do it. Um, so I'm, I'm very rambling. If you have a question, a comment, thank you, Fiona. Um, if you don't have a question, a comment, or request me at this time, I invite you to, uh, I implore you to follow the Fiona. Send me a personal direct communication to my email at divineprince at houseofdivineprince.com you can also go website at www.houseofdivineprince.com please 
readings and work through my site. Just email me and I'll make it clear to you and, and you can respond. I can also be found on the URL. This is very long. So um, Fiona has put it in the chat. Um, I'm not going to write it for you or say it loud. Um, for my listeners right now who, who are listening but can't that, but I am you can find that link um, on my website. You can find that link. Um, any email communication that I might send to you. And of course, you can copy it to me now. Appreciate you. I'm still free for you. I'm continuing my COVID 19 B affirmation. <laughs> So by six o'clock, there there'll, there'll be a YouTube, uh, sorry, a YouTube and an Instagram um, with the continuation of the B affirmation. The, the Queen has has made it a, a rule, so I will be doing that uh, later today. But until then, I ask you to be patient, be kind, just be, be still, be safe. Until next tomorrow at high noon, U.S. Standard Time. Remembering that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil, or it's all just an illusion, an attempt, and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. Asheo. Ashe, Ashe,